And now enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A. Burbank Podcast. We're S.A. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Don't make it up. Let's actually make some. And see, I came up with more. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. It's Monday night, <laughs> so let's find out what the fuck we think. <laughs> I'm David K. Montoya. And I'm S. Sadie Burbank. And I can fucking hardly hear you. <laughs> Their listeners will get it once we, we do the email section. They'll understand why you started out yes. that way. Yes, they will. Yes. Well, let's just uh, do a little pre-show here. Um, okay. One of the things okay. I wanted to talk about before we get into our regular show yeah. is we've talked about this on different podcasts, and I know we've talked about it here, is, you know, it's almost been a year since we started podcasting. Yes, and in the process of before even starting our very first podcast, I started listening to different random podcasts. Right. And in the order of doing, or, yeah, yeah, I guess that would be correct. Uh, in doing so, I, I became a fan of Kevin Smith, Jay yeah. and Silent Bob. Yeah. Um, Kevin Smith does a, a podcast called Smodcast. That's S-M-O-D-C-A-S-T. And... I, I listened, I, I'm the type of person, I can't listen to like the, the most recent and then jump back. You have to start out the beginning. I have to literally start at one. And for the last year, every morning when I get up, I would, you know, go take Jaden to school, go run my errands. And when I'm running my errands, I, I'm listening to an episode of Smodcast. Uh huh. And the other day, I reached, Episode 271, which means I've listened to all the Smodcasts. That's why you put that thing on Facebook. I could, I didn't quite understand what that was all about, but I figured you'd tell me. So, Which was interesting enough, and it actually made my day. Kevin Smith himself liked the post. So oh, that, the post that you posted? Yes. Cool. So, yes, that, that actually yeah, made you my should day. Prop, for our listeners' benefit who don't know what it was, maybe you should explain what you posted on Facebook. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, so what I did is I pulled up the, the actual post, and it says, Today is kind of bittersweet. For the last year, I've enjoyed at Kevin Smith and at Smosier, which is Scott Mosier, hashtag Smodcast, every morning... And today I finished all 271. That was my actual post. It, if you see, it's it's actually off of Twitter. I uh-huh. I have my Twitter account linked right. to my Facebook account. Right. So whenever I post on Twitter, on Twitter it goes to my right. my Facebook. And um, so that's how he picked it up. Yes, on Twitter. So so he's still recording though, right? Oh yes. Okay. Yes. So, but see, he's. He's been recording. He started back in 2007 recording podcasts. Do one. So even, I mean, he is recording, so you can still listen to him. It's not like you got to go like cold turkey withdrawal or something, right? No, I mean, I can still listen to him once a week. Yeah. But Oh, but you were listening every day. I was literally listening oh, to him. Oh, now every you are day. going cold turkey. Yeah. Oh. 
but dude, it's, well, it's, doesn't he not? Does he have nothing else that you can listen to? That, oh, that's funny you say that because he's he's the king of podcasts. Well, there you go. So I mean, I, just the new content alone you can listen to, you know, every day. Yeah. Um. So it's it's, it's kind of interesting because it just feels like I've I've come full circle in that. Well, that you realm. have you have met your goal, yes. Apparently, your goal was to to get start at the beginning and get caught up. You've done that, so you have accomplished your goal. And listening back, I think, as a podcaster, because for a while, I I kind of wondered, am I making you know, is this smart idea? Because I'm, I've never been known to podcast. You know, I've never thought about radio or being a voice personality or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, and I always wondered, you know. Was it a right decision? But I think at this point, you know, bringing in the, well, just put it this way. We had to change servers just because we were getting too many downloads for our, our, our iTunes, or not iTunes, but our iCloud. Yeah. Uh, so, so that, you know, we're, we're getting plenty of, of downloads. And I think at this point, in almost a year, um, I think I made the right decision. I guess I, you know me. I've I've always just kind of come along with the idea because you were doing it, you know. And it's like, okay, like I always have said, I can't even understand why anybody would want to listen to us sit here and gab, but apparently they do, and that's cool. I'm, you know, I'm up for that. And also, I want to say congr- congratulations to our friends up in Canada, the the movie Madhouse. Yes. Um, Mike, Jason, and Robert, or Rob. They have just sealed a deal with Canadian Broadcasting System. Terrific. They are going to have recorded uh, podcasts oh, yeah? on the TV. Oh, wow. So Very cool. So I want to cool. congratulate them. That's terrific. They're, they're, a bunch, they're really cool guys, and um, they're hysterical. Well, good for them. So I envy them. Ah, to be hysterical. In the jocular sense of the word. Yes. I can get hysterical practically any time, but not not the way you mean. <laughs> All right, I think I've done enough with the, the yapping. Um, each and every week we get together and we find out what you listeners have to say, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent, and we call this our email brown bag special. And we have one, only one today. Which bugs the hell out of me, but well, go ahead. Hey. Kelly Tate from Union City, New Jersey, has emailed us about episode 16. What was that about? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Well, I remember when I read it. Come on. Because Uh, I had what? I think I had. You had no sleep and and four four monsters monsters and a a a couple of. Or not a Red Bull, but a Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks. Oh, God, that's right. That was a big Starbucks, too. Okay, so she says, holy fuck, no more caffeine for Dave before recording. <laughs> he damn near blew my eardrums on his intro. So the moral of the story, less caffeine and more sleep. Trust me, nothing is more important than sleep. Thanks for reading my message. I enjoy what the fuck you guys think. Rock on, Kelly Tate. Thank you, Kelly, and I want to add to that before David gets a chance to even defend himself, <laughs> that I had just climbed his frame up one side and down the other on the same subject. I told him, in fact, 
that there is absolutely nothing wrong with being tired now and then and to lay off the fucking monsters beside, uh, because uh, aside from the fact that it's more caffeine than you need, it's also lots more sugar and guarana and all that other crap that uh, they've managed to get around the FDA with. I don't know how. It's not FDA approved. Yeah, well, they, but that's what I mean. They've gotten around them somehow. It's in the it's in the drink. It's on the label, and yet there they are. So, anyhow, um, I agree. Sleep is very important. Uh, as a retired respiratory therapist, I did sleep studies for a number of years and. Well, that's used right. you to did. counsel that's right. my patients all the time on the importance of getting at least 8 out of 24 hours sleep. It doesn't have to be 8 straight, but 8 hours sleep in a 24-hour period will do wonders for you. Aside from the fact that you'll also feel better and won't need to drink so many monsters, um, actually sleep deprivation can inhibit seriously inhibit weight loss. Did you know that? Yes, I you seen did. That, I seen I, that video you gave me. I watched it. Oh, there. What video did I give you? You gave me a video about sleeping habits and weight loss. And did what, I really? Yeah. Oh, good for me. I don't remember that. You've been on my ass about sleeping. Since. I know. Well, that's because you don't, and you also go through these phases where you go, "I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to watch my weight." You know, and then you stay up 24 hours. And so I, uh, I don't know. It's like, dude, I can help you lose weight. Go to bed. <laughs> You'll lose weight. Trust me. Just go to bed. Turn it off. Turn off the video in your head. Close your little eyes. Put cotton in your ears and saw some disease and you will feel better. I promise. Well, I have to say I do feel better. And, and to the point in fact that the last four days I've worked at the hospital. And for the people that don't know or just join us for the first time, I'm a monitor technician, uh, which pretty much is I, I watch EKGs, right. essentially, to sum it up. Right. Um, they're 12-and-a-half-hour shifts. That means I get there at 6 o'clock at night and leave at 6.30 in the morning, and I did that for four days straight. That's an ass kicker. Yes, it is. Yes, you came home with lines across your eyes, didn't you? I did. Little little RST yes. lines. Yes. Yeah. And um, I got home, I went to sleep, I woke up about 3.30 maybe, um, and stayed up. And I, and I told you yesterday, because, you know, I always say this is Monday night, because it airs on Monday, but today is Tuesday. Right. We usually record on Monday. Usually. But, but I actually said no. I waved yeah. the white flag. I said no. I yeah, you, you look beat. You look tired. Remember how, remember how, what, two, three weeks ago when I was too tired to podcast because yes. I was having an attack of fibromyalgia and didn't realize it? Yes. And I was so tired and, and I didn't see it, but you guys saw it. You and Lacey saw it. Now that's how you looked to me last night. <laughs> you were beat on your butt. Well, but that was a good thing. You were tired. You know, I mean, it's okay to be tired. I, because you put a lot of demands on yourself and you do. And your your situation at home puts a lot of demands on your time, your work situation, your podcasting, everything that, that, you know, is just at you constantly demanding your time. And you, you, 
I think you thought for a while that you could actually get 10 more hours out of a can of Monster. And, and the truth of the matter is you cannot. I don't care what they say. Paper holds still, and so does tin. Yes. You can print anything on it you want. And if they tell you you can get 10 more hours out of a day with a can of Monster, they're lying. You can't. And even if you could, they won't be healthy hours. True. And like, like our friend Kelly says, Kelly Tate let me make sure I got that right. Yes, Kelly Tate says sleep's very important. I wouldn't be surprised to to learn that Kelly may have some medical training somewhere along the line because she sounds like she knows what she's talking about, yeah. mostly because she agrees <laughs> with me, and that's true. Well, I, I like I said, I got up at 3.30 in the afternoon. I was only able to stay up until... 8.30. Yeah, and then you had to go back to sleep. And, and, and people should sleep. realize you work the Knox shift, right. which is night overnight shift. So when, you know, when you say you get up at 3.30 in the afternoon, they don't, they don't get that. Right. You, when you come home, you're home at, what, 6.30 in the morning you get yes. home? Okay. And if it's not a school day, then you could go to sleep pretty much as long as you needed to. But on school days, you only have a little time for rest, and then you have to take your son to school. Then you have to come back and rest, and then go back and pick him up from school, and then come back and rest again. Right. And and so the 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 resting uh, time frames are tiny on yes. on Especially, school days. Oh yes. So you were you were super tired last night because you didn't not only didn't get a lot of sleep, but you didn't get it even in reasonable bunches. You know. A couple hours is a pretty good bunch. I mean, shit, at my age, that's all I can sleep anyway. And I gotta go and pee, I gotta go this, gotta go that. But, you know, 25 minutes at a stretch, that's, yeah, that's, that's hard. You, I mean, you know, that's like flying to San Francisco from here, you know, from LAX. You know, you, you're 10 minutes up, 15 minutes across, and 10 minutes back down, and you're there, yeah. you know. I mean, that's kind of what the sleep pattern is like. You know, it takes 10 minutes to fall asleep. You get to sleep 15 minutes and 10 minutes to wake up. You're fucked. That's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah. So the longer period that you can sleep, the better. But I, I literally fell asleep at 8.30 last night and woke up at 7 o'clock this morning. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. It felt and good, didn't it? I I feel physically. Yeah. It's odd. I, 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 I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, I feel good. There, that's how you explain it. You feel good. Just almost as good as if you had a monster in you, probably. Hmm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, well. I love it when I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, and I could probably, we could sit and probably do a whole episode on this, but. Yeah, we could. And the monster people probably don't like me, and that's too fucking bad. Okay? Um. You know, now and then, sure. Okay. Because, yeah, I drink coffee, too. All right. right? I drink two cups of coffee a day. Sometimes three. I get really carried away sometimes and drink three or four. Well, I had one monster this morning. That's equivalent to my cup of coffee. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. That's all I've had. Plus the sugar. There's how much sugar in those things? What would we say? Like, I don't know. It's right there. Isn't it? Isn't that a monster sitting there? Yes. How many grams of sugar in it? You can reach. Don't pretend you can't. I can reach. I I'm not gonna. I'm not mic. gonna. I'm not gonna cover for you here. How many grams of sugar? This is Lacey's monster. I don't, it doesn't matter whose monster it is. They're well, it's still this, cold. This one. Oh. Is like, ooh. 
No, no, no. Just read it. Don't suck on it. Okay, let's see. There's 210 calories per can. Is that per can or per serving? Per can. Okay. 110 per serving. Eight ounces per serving. Uh Uh-huh. Let's see. 370 sodium. Um, Total carbs is 54 grams. Sugar is 54 grams. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So anybody that wants to lose weight and is drinking Monsters ought to read the label. And do they make a sugar-free one for crying out loud? Probably not because no. sugar's another hyper. No. So, uh, um, they have, so they have like a sodium, no low sodium kind of that thing. That would be good. That would be one place to start, um, yeah. Because I noticed 300 some odd grams out of, what are you supposed to have, 2,400 a day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four times that is uh, 12. That's half your salt in a day, sodium in a day. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that um, if you get, uh, if you can manage to get good sleep patterns somehow, health, good meaning healthy, right? Meaning longer, uh, and and eat healthy foods. Meaning, not not so much salt, sugar, and and carbs, but green, anything green, anything colorful. Right. Color's good, okay. And meat, meat's good. Protein or cheese or eggs or beans, any kind of protein source, okay. You'll be you'll be healthier. You'll feel better, and you'll lose weight. I promise. One of the things is, and I'll give this to Lacey, you know, because she's always entitled to some kudos, mm. is... She's a good cook. She's a wonderful cook. Yes, she and is. And I don't know if you've noticed in, in almost, you know, all the time that you come over, when it's dinner time, it's a home-cooked meal. Yes, she made tacos for me even to take home to my husband and myself, and they were delicious. And really good, really, really good. And she made us a chicken soup one night that was to die for. She's a very good cook. Very conscientious about providing a healthful, well-rounded meal. Right. So when you can do that, and and like I said, and get your rest, and I I promise you, I make you a vow, a vow even I make, if you drink sugar-free beverages, uh huh. From here on out, you will lose ten pounds, like that. Oh, I know. Just like that. I know if I literally cut the sodas and the monsters, I, I'd probably lose between 40 to 50 pounds. I probably, do really. Yeah. And, and, and there'll be a, some of our listeners are going to be going, Oh, but that sugar free stuff is nasty for you. And it's this and it's that. So is fat. You can always go back to sugared items later when you've reduced and gotten to a point where you, you know, you're not having to suck down the monsters. You know, by the case, and then add back into your diet the those sugared drinks that you really crave, that that you really really like, that that you don't want to live life without. Kind of right. like me and A and W. Only I like A and W diet, so I'm good there too. But anyhow, the point is that you can lose the weight, and then you can go back and add some in. I'm not saying lay off them for the rest of your life. You know, shit. It's not like meth or something you know (laughs) but it can fuck you up as much if you're not careful and i told you about that friend of mine that was uh she was on pepsi for like ever yeah 
And uh, her doctor said, listen, there are things happening in your body that you're not going to be happy with, and you're older now, and you have to pay attention to those things. You know, when you're 20, nothing hurts you, right? You right. can live forever and nothing matters. But when you're 40, yeah, there's a whole different ball game going on. Oh, you have to bring that up. I'm you? sorry. And so he told her, you know, get off of the Pepsi. Just get off of it. And it wasn't because it was Pepsi. could have been anything, okay? happened for her to be a Pepsi regular uh-huh. caffeinated sugared cola, okay, that just happened to be named Pepsi. could have been Coke. could have been anybody. And so she did. She went on, uh, what do you call that, Gatorade for a while because she had, you know, she just had to have, it's kind of like when you try to quit smoking and you smoke the e-cigarette instead yeah. or you suck on a popsicle or a lollipop or whatever. Uh, she had to have a replacement for it. So she replaced her, her Pepsi fix with Gatorade, which for her worked. And she dropped 45 pounds almost instantly. Almost instantly. Yeah, I, I And I like asked that. her, too, because you and I had talked about this before, and I asked him just again the other night, I said, how many was she drinking a day? And he said, at least six. And I was thinking it was 12. So she wasn't even drinking that many. She was drinking a six-pack a day. Right. Which, if 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 you stretch that out over a 24-hour period or, or a 16-hour period, it's not all that much. You know, kind of, right. kind of not. Uh, but it was enough seven days a week, it was enough that by switching to the Gatorade, she dropped 45 pounds almost instantly without having to exercise or or give up her favorite hot dogs at the ballpark or whatever. Right. Nothing. I mean, she just cut out the soda. So there you go. I rest my case. And I was going to say, as you can tell, just by my voice, I am I am not caffeine-induced today. No, you're not. You're very mellow today. And that's good. That's okay. It's okay to be tired. It's okay to be mellow. It's okay not to be always up. You know? And if I, you're always up, you don't know when you're down. And that's the thing is, and I've been told this all my life, I, and this is, I'm not being funny. I'm being very serious. Is I've been told I'm my own worst enemy. And I, I do... Acknowledge that I am my own. We are all our own worst enemies at some time or other, I believe. I think we all do ourselves in. We all kid ourselves about ourselves all the time. And a lot of time we believe it, too. You know, we think, oh, I'm not that. I'm this. Right. Yeah, really? You want to, you want to follow yourself around for a day and take pictures? You know, that's funny because, um, at the hospital, we were, we were talking, uh, a friend of mine, and I was explaining everything that I do within, you know, uh, 24 hour to a week. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And he's like, you need to go get a camera crew and to follow, follow you around, around yeah. for a, at least a week. And he goes, that would be an awesome documentary. It would be an interesting one. That's for damn sure. And honestly, yeah. I, I'm, I'm You're thinking here about thinking it. About it. Yeah. I think that if we all did that, it would change our points of view about ourselves, I think to some degree, because I do believe we kid ourselves about ourselves all the time. I don't eat that much. I don't, I don't sleep that much. I don't whatever that much. I don't gamble that much. I don't watch TV that much. I don't play games on the computer that much. You know, name it. Right. You know, we all kid ourselves about how much or how little we do some things that we've already told ourselves we weren't going to do that much. 
And and the funny thing is is and I know this is probably going to turn into the episode, and, and we're probably going to have to. <laughs> it sounds come, like it's going that way. We're going to have it? to come back and and tackle the stuff maybe next week. Yeah, yeah that's fine. But um, I I've always been the type of person. Number one is it doesn't matter how many hours in the day. If I want to do something, it it's going to be done. Come come hell or high water. If I set myself out to do something, neither A, I accomplish it, or B, I fail at attempting to accomplish it. You're making my mic jiggle. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> With your emphasis on your pounding on the back of the couch there, it's making my mic jiggle. I mean, I don't care, but it may yeah, pick it probably up. probably wouldn't I don't like know. it. Uh, well, okay, now some things could be said for that in favor of that point of view, and some things could be said... Not so much in favor of that point of view, and and I, do you? How much do you think your OCD contributes to that point of view? I think a lot of it has to do with my OCD. I, I really do. I do too. I do too. I just wondered if if you saw that too, because uh, and, and I too have a sort of compulsion when it comes to commitment. If I decide I'm going to do a certain thing. You know, I'm going to do it. On the other hand, age has intervened in a very ugly way for me. And there are many things now that I cannot accomplish in a 24-hour period that I once was able to do those and more. Right. And, uh, and so I have had to learn to forgive myself for my inadequacies uh, and my inabilities to meet my commitments within a timely fashion, if I can put it that way. So eloquently. <laughs> so I have since learned that if I can't get it done today, one of two things is going to happen. Either the sun will come up in the morning, and I'll have another day to do it in, or it won't, and it won't fucking matter. You know, the interesting thing is, is I, I really didn't, I, I've always joked about my OCD, mm-hmm. but being around you and hanging around you and, and you kind of pointing things out to me, mm-hmm. I honestly did not realize just how severe my OCD is. It's prominent, I would say, not severe. It's prominent. It is a, um, a driving force behind a lot of what you do. Now, that may not necessarily be a negative thing. Right. Because you do accomplish a great deal. Uh, but I would like to see you develop an OCD-like relationship with self-forgiveness. Explain. If you can learn to say to yourself... I know I wanted to get this done today, but if I do get it done today, I'm going to have to not do this, 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 and this. Right. And you look at the thises that you're not going to get to do, and among them are things like uh, sleep, eat, and spend time with your family. Uh, then, then you have the opportunity to say, it's okay, David. Don't finish it today. Stop now. Pick it up tomorrow. It'll be okay. 
That's self-forgiveness. That's self-understanding and acceptance. Where, where, because of the fact, and I say it's self-forgiveness because no one that I know is holding a gun to your head and saying, if you don't do this by tonight, I will pull the trigger. Right. Okay? Right. No one's doing that. Except David. You're doing it. Right. Uh, and, and a lot of times, even when you accomplish it, it's the same as if you pulled the trigger. Because, it, um, a little part of you dies when you put out that much. You know what I mean? Right. Am I making sense? No, you're sense? making perfect sense. And so if you, if you back off, you know, cut yourself some slack, as we like to say in the sixties, uh, then you can just box it up and put it on the table and leave it till tomorrow or the next, or God forbid, even a week from then, if need be, and then get to it. And it'll be interesting for you to find out that once you open the box that you put on the table, it looks just like it did when you put it in the box. It didn't get moldy. It didn't change. You may even find... That when you open the box, you go, I, you know, I don't know why, why the fuck I thought I had to get that thing done. I don't even want to do it. Now, that's scary when that happens. I've had that happen. Really? I have, yeah. Well, okay, let me back up a little bit. When I was a kid, I used to get report cards and it said, you know, they, they used to write things on report cards in those days. It uh -huh. wasn't electronically enhanced or anything like that. The teacher actually wrote in the D's and the F's and the, oh, once in a while a B or a C. And she, several times, my teacher, and they were all she's for some reason, most of them anyhow, when I was younger, uh, they, they would write in things like, loves to start projects, never finishes them. I got that several times throughout my uh, academic career as a youngster. And, uh, and it's, it's still true today. Uh, and if you don't think so, come over to my house and look at all the jewelry stuff that I have. I have tons and tons and tons and tons of beads and chains and whatnot that I'm going to make into jewelry someday. But I have this compulsion to buy them, to get started. They're all organized. They're all cute little uh, containers and whatnot. But I don't spend a whole lot of time making jewelry. I, I make some now and then. But if I was to sit down now, never buy another piece of jewelry findings or anything like that, and make jewelry out of everything I've got, I'll be 113 by the time I'm done. <laughs> Okay? Uh, and so, and God, in her infinite wisdom, smiled on me one day and said, this guy here is what you need. And that was my husband. Right. And when I look at that pile of jewelry findings and say, the fuck was I thinking when I bought all that shit? I'm never going to make all that in jewelry. He just goes, oh, yeah, but it's cool stuff. That's cool. And he doesn't uh, begrudge me the money I spent or the time I might spend actually making it in jewelry. He, he, he just, because he sort of does the same sort of thing. I mean, like, he buys all kinds of tools and shit for projects that are never going to happen. Right. And and I never say anything because, hello, I have no room to talk, you know. And and, and it's okay because he gets it. He understands that 
compulsion to to get something and you know you're ready by god i've got that tile saw if i ever do the floor in the kitchen i'm ready you know that sort of kind of thing and so by being with him i'm learning to accept myself right i'm learning to understand myself to forgive myself for my so-called inadequacies uh, and I'm also learning to think ahead a little bit. And the next time I see something I think I can't live without that involves making something out of it, I, right. I, I kick myself, bite my tongue, close my eyes, plug up my ears and say, no, I don't think I need that right now. Thank you. Um, and sometimes I don't do that too. But more often than not, I've been getting better at doing that. So I'm improving in, in that regard. So, and I'm not sure how we got off on, on this from, well, we were talking about self-forgiveness. Um, I've I've had to learn to do that because I am old. I can't help it. It wasn't my plan. I'm still, when I look in the mirror, it's still just as big a surprise as ever that I'm not that 18-year-old kid that pictures hanging in the front bedroom that just graduated from high school. I'm not. I'm an old fucking lady. But uh inside i'm not right and 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 so when my insides desires meet my outsides limitations something has to give i could go crazy or i could forgive myself i've never been inclined toward being crazy no <laughs> a little loopy now and then but not crazy so i forgive me for not being able to to do a lot of the stuff I used to be able to do. And, and I used to want it, and I still would like to do. Right. You know, shit, I'd like to get up in the morning and, and spend seven hours cooking like I used to for Thanksgiving dinner and shit, but that ain't going to happen, and I know it's not going to happen, so I don't buy the turkey. <laughs> I don't buy the pumpkin. I don't buy the stuffing. Well, actually, I do, but I don't try to do it all in one day. Right. Now it takes me a week to cook Thanksgiving dinner instead of a day. You know, and that self-forgiveness is liberating. You relieve yourself of the demands that you've put on yourself. You demand of yourself things that you don't have to. We all do. Whether we got that from mom and dad or we got it from watching other people that we think are better than we are or what, I don't know. But we put demands on ourselves that we don't have to. You don't owe anybody any money. What the fu- Who do you answer to? Just you and right. your wife right. and your children. That's it. And if you're, if you're present to yourself, you understand, understand the term being present Absolutely. to yourself. Yes. If you're present to yourself and you're present to your wife and your children and your situation with them, what the fuck more should you have to be? Oh, that's heavy. I know. I'm known for that. <laughs> Heavy's where I came from. 60s, what can I tell you? Of course, it was a little easier then. We used to smoke dope while we talked like this, but... Well, I'll be right back. Give me, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what, was that? Next what was that lighter sound I heard? No, but I mean, really. Right. When When you come down to it, who... Who are you doing it for? Me. Now, why are you doing it? That's the next question. 
self-gratification. Or self... Uh, Hit me with approval. it. Oh, you're going deep into psyche, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so can you learn to approve of yourself even when you don't do something? Can you learn to approve of yourself because you stood out in the backyard and looked up at the fluffy clouds for an hour and a half and enjoyed it? Can you learn to approve of yourself because you got in the shower and spent 20 minutes in the, in the shower not washing, just standing there because it felt good? <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> Can you learn to approve of yourself? Let yourself go. Let yourself be. Let yourself be without an accomplishment. To, to bolster yourself to yourself. I'm sure I can. I know that would... I suggest you start trying to do that. That would be my offering to you. Learn not to do. Learn not to be productive. And appreciate the fact that you can actually not do something for an hour and approve of yourself in spite of it. You just said something that it just clicked with me. And I never. And when you said, I'm like, holy fuck, I am. I, I've never, I swear to God, I've never thought about this. And now a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, better, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. 
Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell T-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazelmon.com. I am literally productive seven days a week, aren't I? Yeah, I, I, I think that to some degree, I think you're driven to produce to feel correct. I can give you the story if you really want to hear it. It I does. Can... You don't have to. If you know the story, if you understand what I'm saying, right. you know where that's coming from. It's like someone has shackled you. Someone had, did you ever see Les Mis? The new one with Hugh not Jackman? The new one, no, no. Jesus, you gotta see that movie. There's, uh, the opening scenes are, uh, of him, well, I think it's opening scenes, early on in the movie anyway, are scenes of him, uh, along with, you know, umpteen thousand other guys, and they're like attached to this thing, and they're pulling it, and it's making a ship go somewhere, and, they're they're manacled to this thing they and there's no way out they have to do this thing if they don't the guy overhead has got a gun trained on him and he's going to shoot their ass and they'll haul them away and put somebody else in their place right that's what you seem like to me sometimes you seem manacled to your Life to your way of life, you're 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 attached to it in a way you can't break free from it, and you're you're you're. It's like you think someone's overhead is going to shoot you and drag your body off and replace you with somebody else or something. I don't know what, but you do, and I know you do. I can see it in your eyes. It's. I come from a very long list of failures, people failures. And I came to a point, and in fact, I, I kind of brought this up when I was talking with my mom over, you know, when we were talking about seeing red. Mm-hmm. When I got into high school, uh, well, I don't talk about this much, but I actually dropped out of high school for about six months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I decided it was time for me to get my shit back together, I had, I had to earn like 135 credits. Right. I remember you told, you told us that just, I think, last week. And actually. You know, 
in the state of California, you have to have 220 to graduate. Right. I was told, that's impossible. <laughs> you are not going to earn two and a half years of credits in one year. Now, I could have gone that route. I could have been the welfare trash. I could have been the the speedhead or the pothead. or, But that's a shame from my family lineage that burns deep. And I don't know why it burns so deep, but it burns. And to the point where I get goosebumps thinking about it. I know artists that are just so amazing in my family. They could be working for Walt Disney, but they'd rather smoke the dope. I know writers who would put me to shame, but they'd rather sit back and have kids and, and live on welfare. And these are family members and you're talking about. And this is my legitimate family blood members. And something inside me to this day says, no, no, you will not be like that. You will not be like them. You will succeed not only in everything that you do, but you will succeed in life. And that's my drive. That's my just go, go, go. Because... I am not like them. I will not be like them. And I cannot be like them. I get what you're saying. Let me let me back you up. Okay. Three sentences. You said you'll you'll succeed at everything you do, you'll succeed at life, and I propose to you that the two are not synonymous. Meaning I could succeed at life, but I don't have to succeed at every single thing I do. Exactly. It's okay to fail now and then. Just like it's okay to be tired now and then. It's okay not to do everything exactly the way you thought you were going to do. Because somewhere along the line, it's going to cost you more than it's worth to do that thing, to get it done the way you thought it needed to be done. And then you've got to look back and go, well, I got that done. Yeah, but at what cost? Right. What did it cost you to do that? Sometimes being a success in life means knowing when it's okay to fail. I've had my failures. We all have. And the fact that you come from a long line of fuck-ups doesn't mean you're going to be one if you don't do everything that you start, if you don't accomplish everything you set out to do, if you don't do everything perfectly. doesn't mean that at all. At all. Right. And furthermore, your accomplishing, everything you accomplish, isn't going to fix them. Right. Either. They're still going to be the fuck-ups they are. Because that's their row. If you look at your life and theirs like a field, okay, you're hoeing away on your little row, and down the line's dad, and down the line's uncle, and down the line's granddad, and down the line's mother, and down the line's auntie, and whoever the fuck else in your family. Right. <clears throat> and you're you're hoeing away, and you're getting your hoe your row hoed, okay? The weeds aren't there. You're getting it ready to plant. And everything's cool. And you look back over your shoulder, 
And all the rest of them are sitting on their asses smoking dope and joking and having babies and waiting for the welfare check. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to speed up and hoe your row faster. You're hoeing your row. Just keep hoeing your row. That's all you have to do. And when you get to the end of the row, you'll have your row hoed. They'll still be back there because that's their choice. They chose not to hold their rope. That's okay. You can't bring them along with you. You can't fix them. You can't inspire them by, they're just going, oh, that son of a bitch, he always gets his <laughs> row hold, you know, fuck him. That's exactly what they're going to be thinking. Right. Okay. So you, you don't even need to consider a redemptive relationship with them. It ain't going to happen. Trust me. I've hoed rows beside fuck-ups, too. Okay? But you can hoe your row. And you can do it at your own speed. It doesn't matter. Nobody else, you know, they're all sitting on their asses anyhow. Nobody's sitting there going, well, he didn't go on his row very fast. You know, they're going, ah, the show-off. Got his fucking row hoed already. I, I'm nodding my head, yes, folks, said. I, I almost I forgot for a second there that we were podcasting. I just kind of. So I'm just I'm just saying, cut yourself some slack. Think about what you really, really want. See, so you're thirty six. Six, Jesus, you're half my age. A little less than a little less than half my age. You've got another 36 years before you'll be so old that it'll be really fucking hard to do anything without aching four days later over it, like I did from when we went to the fair Saturday. Right. And I walked for five, six, seven hours, and I was so fucked up over it, I could barely walk for three days later. But I did it, by God, you know. Okay. So you got you got another 36 years in you anyhow. What do you want? What do you, what do you, David, want to do with that 36 years? What do you want it to give you for, as a return, let's say, for your actions? What kind of, what kind of active commitment do you want to make to the next 36 years so that you can get from it what you want? What do you want out of life? Do you only want at the end of the road, for people to say, well, can't say much for him, but by God, he hoed his row, <laughs> you know, or he sure did finish everything he started, sort of, kind of, because you won't, really. Right. Because everything you start, like, again, we're at the 24 hours in a box, period. That's it. That's all there is. 24 hours. You cannot get 36 hours work out of 24 hours. I don't care how much monster you drink. You can't. Okay? So in that 24-hour period, forget the next 36 years. In the next 24 hours, what do you want out of it? Do you want a little rest? Maybe a good meal? Maybe good 5 or 10 minutes with the baby? Having some fun? Maybe, um, I don't know, what do you want? And then you got to make that happen. And if it includes 
editing this podcast for publication, okay. But if it doesn't, then don't do it. <clears throat> and 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 do you think I'm going to say, well, Jesus Christ, David, you didn't edit the, the podcast. What the fuck are you up to? No, <laughs> I will not be saying that. No. Because, hell, I don't even know when you do do it. Okay? <clears throat> if you don't decide for yourself what you want, you you will just continue the same way you have been, thinking that it's the right thing to do because you've always done it that way. Right. And it may or may not be the truth. And nobody else can decide for you what you want. You don't want somebody else deciding for you what you want. That's the last thing in the world you want. Yet you put yourself in the position of having other people decide for you what you want by making commitments to projects and efforts that you haven't a hope of finishing unless something gives somewhere else. Right. And when, now I'm shaking my mic, when something gives somewhere else, you formed a new commitment. If you, if not openly, verbally, mentally, quietly, you've said to yourself, Okay, I took time away from Lacey to do this. Now I've got to, I've got to find a way to make that up to her. You're never going to get more than 24 hours out of that box. Never. Never. So you have to pick the important things. And by important, I mean fucking vital. What's really important? Work, yes, because you have to eat and you have to provide a home. For your family. Right. And for me to come to the podcast. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's one. Not in a 24 hour period, but in your future. You've got to work. Right. Unless you get somebody to follow you around with a camera and you make so many gazillion dollars off your documentary, you don't have to work anymore, in which case, lovely. But that isn't likely. You want to maintain your relationship with your wife. Absolutely. With your children. Yes. With yourself. Working on it. Because... I wanted the yes to come just as fast as it did for the uh, previous well, three. Because now you've got me thinking, and, and it's Good. like, do I even have a relationship with myself? Not yet, but we're working on that. You do have. Right now, you're this fucking slave driver. That's your relationship with yourself. You're the guy standing up there with a the fucking gun, shooting at yourself down below because you're not hauling your... Shit. You're the one that shackled you to that thing. The other guy up there is you. You did it. You shackled yourself. And you shackled yourself maybe to important things and maybe not. At the time, maybe they seemed important. But you don't even give yourself the opportunity, the luxury, if you will, of retrospect. You don't look back and go, is this really a good idea or not? Now, you did with the, the uh, podcast because you said that. You know, at first you weren't too sure, but after a year or so, you're thinking, yeah, maybe this was the right kind of thing to do. So you do do that from time to time, but you don't do it with everything, and you don't do it with all the things that d make demands on your time and on your energy and on your brain, your body. You know, it ain't free, David. Everything costs us. Breathing costs us. Yes. 
You wake up in the morning, it's going to cost you. You can take it to the bank. You're going to pay. Yeah. Okay? So what do you want to pay? Your life's blood is oozing out here. What do you want it to ooze out for? What is worth your life's blood? And if you can't make a list that fills up a 24-hour day of stuff that's really worth your life's blood, then you're doing some shit you don't need to be doing. Wow. I'm sorry. No, there's nothing to be sorry about <laughs> at all. Um, no, I think it's I think it's good to. And I wasn't going to get philosophical anymore, too. But there you go. I can't help myself. I care about you, and I care about uh, where you're going to go with your life, because I'm too close not to. I can't not care about you. You're like a son to me. And and if I ever had the chance to talk like this to my sons, I would say the same thing to them. I have done in the past, especially to my younger son. I've said these kinds of things to him, too. You know, but I'm mom, so it sort of goes in one ear and out the other. Once in a while, I get, oh, wow, that's profound, you know, but most of the time not. That's okay. That's part of being a mom. I get that. I don't get talks like that. But I see, I see what you're doing to yourself. And, and, and here's the funny thing about OCD. It's self-propelling, self-perpetuating. Now, a psychiatrist, which I am not, would tell me, you're full of shit. OCD is an actual mental state. Okay, well, maybe it is. But it's self-perpetuating nonetheless. Right. No, I, I agree. So, if you're aware of something you're doing that's OCD-driven, uh, I'll use that word, um, and you continue anyhow doing it, you're playing a game with yourself. Like the dishwashing thing. I'll bring it up. I'll say it out loud to everybody. <laughs> David washes his dishes by hand thoroughly in hot, soapy water, rinses them off, and then puts them in the dishwasher to wash. That is OCD at its finest, <laughs> most thrilling and yet you do that, and you know it's OCD in action. Yes. Now, I I think it would be real fun to find out sometime <clears throat> what part of your body would fall off onto the floor and disintegrate if you didn't wash the dishes completely before you put them in the dishwasher to wash. Have you ever experimented with that? No. <laughs> no. Well, I think you should because who knows? You might get lucky. It might be your butt or your gut. And then there'd be 45 pounds right there. We don't have to worry about it anymore. But if that's not the case, then it could be your dick. It could be your foot. It could be your nose. It could be your hand. What other parts of your body are going to fall off if you don't wash the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher to wash? And it's not because the dishwasher doesn't work. The dishwasher washes dishes. I do get that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So... What will happen? Will lightning strike? Will the world come to a close? Will your children hate you forever because you're a failure, because you didn't wash the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher <laughs> to wash? What? What would happen? And that's on, that's, I only use that because that's the one obvious OCD expression of yours that I'm aware of. Right. I don't know what else you do in, behind closed doors and don't need to. You do. And I don't know if you have other 
um, openly demonstrative OCD behaviors or not. I've ne- I mean, I haven't seen you counting uh, your light switches and off and on and stuff like that, like a lot of OCD patients do. Um, you know, turn the light switch on four times, lock the yeah, door seven no, times, but I was gonna say, stuff I, like I that. I can't tell you the one by the door is down. One over here closest is hmm. down. This one is up. That one well, over there is that's down. That's okay. That and is... then that one over there, all the way down by Jaden's door, when is they're up. Off, when they're off, they're at a certain position. Yes. So that's that's <laughs> could be considered OCD. It could just be a good memory. I don't know. I'm just you know I can tell when my lights are on because it's I can see and right. and then when they're not, I can't. And so I know. Uh, which way the switch is on? See, I got you there on account of ours is uh, remote with push buttons, so <laughs> uh, no way to know. But you get my point. I do. You get my point. Uh, and and I submit that many of the time consumers that you've given yourself over to are similarly OCD and rob you in a similar way of your time and energy and I further submit I in fact promise you not one single body part will fall off if you don't do them it just makes me antsy just I know it's as stupid as Washing the dishes before I put them in the dishwasher, but just that thought, and I'm not, I'm not being funny. No, I know you're that not. That thought really makes me antsy. Just like, but I gotta, you know. Well, it just that's that's and see that's where the psychiatrist would say, "See, I told you, <laughs> it's not physical, it's mental," and I get that it's mental. I get, you know, and and my my uh, analogy only goes so far. I get that too. But I think you get the point behind it. Right. You know, somewhere along the line, I suspect that some of the things you're doing are, are not necessary and that you, you won't get antsy if you don't do them. And if you do, then you're just going to have to find a way to forgive yourself for it and not get antsy. You know, you're just going to have to say, look, this was a mistake. I'm backing out. This w- I should not have made this commitment to this project. Because I see now that it's going to be a bigger time consumer than I'm willing to give it. Right. You know, it's like. Now, are you talking about the podcast? Because the podcast does. No, no, I'm not. I'm talking about anything. Anything. Anything that's taking the time away from your life that you want to be spent in another way. If you come to that. Remember, this all got started with you saying what you want out of life. Right. Now, I... I have an answer for that, I make the, the analogy sort of, again, with the dishes thing. If you if you decide that it is not a good expense of your time and energy to wash the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher, I have a solution. Eat off of paper plates. Yeah, yeah. And And, and sort of that works with... The commitment, if you've made a commitment to a project that is taking more than it's giving, and it's taking not more, not just more from you than it's giving you, but it's taking more from everyone you care about than it's giving everyone you care about, then you have to switch to paper plates. Right. You have to say, 
this project was not a good idea. It isn't a good use of my time. It's taking more time than I want it to because I need some of that time for my family or myself or my wife or my clouds outside or whatever you need your time for. Right. And so you say, in essence, we're switching to paper plates. We're backing out of that project. We're not going to do that project after all. And if that means the podcast, so be it. If that means the book, so be it. If that means the movie, so be it. If that means whatever else is going on in that little brain of yours as quick as quickly as it can click. I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to smile then, and chuckle. No, but I I know how your mind works. You you have 15 projects I didn't even mention because I don't know about them that are clicking off in your head while I'm saying this list. Yes. I get that. Okay, it regardless of what it means the important thing david is you you and how you live your life and what you're getting out of life nobody can say here david here's your life here's all the happiness in the world you ever wanted nobody can do that for you except you you're the only one that can do that right. and the only way you can do that is by choosing those things that truly truly bring happiness to you and your loved ones. That's what it's all about. If it isn't making you happy, why the fuck are you doing it? Just because you said you would? Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Dude, that's the wrong fucking reason. <laughs> to prove that I can do it. To whom, honey? To whom? Whom are you trying to prove it to? I think originally it started out with Family, like I mentioned. You know. Yeah. But and I they're think, all watching, are they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think now, I think now it's, it's more, it's proving to me that I can do it. But how, how, how much, how the fuck much do you have to do before you go, yeah, all right, I can do things? Jesus Christ, look at all you've done. When are you gonna, when are you gonna believe? How much more do you have to do before you believe you can do stuff? You know, you've written books, you've 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 illustrated books, you've started and and worked on podcasting, you've made movies, you've you've become a father, a challenged father. You what the fuck more do you want? What do you what else do you think you need to do to prove to yourself that you can do shit? You know, the question is, is what I want. You asked me what I want. Yeah, yeah, life. yeah. And I, I was going to tell you is what I want, you know, searching deep is yeah. to be accepted. Well, by whom? But, but. By whom? But now at, we're at this point. Yeah. I want to accept me. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. That's what mother wanted to hear. <laughs> okay. And as long as it's you, you want to be accepted by. And I believe, by the way, with my whole heart, that that's, if there is such a thing as the right answer, bingo, 10 points for David, he got the right answer, because if that's what it's all about, you can't, you can't accept, nobody can accept you for you, except you. Right. Okay? Nobody else's, my say so, your dad say so, your wife say so, no. You're the one who knows. You're the one who gets to do the accepting. 
and the loving and the forgiving and the encouraging and the uplifting of your soul. You ah, are the captain of your soul. You are the you're the one. It's your responsibility. It isn't anybody else's. They're all busy trying to do the same thing for themselves. Right. They're all hoeing their fucking rows. You've got to do it for yourself. And you have to be willing to say, I love me, even if I don't do everything I start out to do, because no one can do everything they start out to do without paying the ultimate price. And you're not willing to pay the ultimate price. No. So, so what are you going to do? When are you going to start loving yourself? You cannot love anyone unless you love yourself. It's in the fucking Bible. I hate to quote the Bible, <laughs> but there it is, just the same. Even love your neighbor as yourself. You can't even love your neighbor until you love yourself. You can't love this woman until you love yourself. And I really mean love yourself. And loving yourself means just like when you love her for all of her wonderfulness and her faults, okay, that means doing the same thing for yourself. The same thing. You have to love yourself for your inadequacies as well as your accomplishments. You have to. If you can't love yourself for your failures as well as your accomplishments, you haven't learned to love yourself yet. It's just that simple. It is. It's just that simple. And boy, I'll tell you, loving yourself is not easy. I know. I've had to go through a lot of that kind of stuff myself. It's not like I'm just read, had read this in a book somewhere no. <laughs> and I'm telling it to you. No, okay? I'm getting it from experience. Yeah, I understand. I've sort of been there, done that. And, and the, the life I led before I learned to love myself, besides being immature and unproductive, was not my own. And the minute I learned to love myself, and I mean really love myself, was the minute that I could be free to unshackle from stupid responsibilities and, and other, other people's ideas of what I ought to do, should do, could do, would do, and just live a life with a nice man who thinks that I'm a pretty good kid. I'm, I'm okay. I do good sometimes, sometimes not so good, but it's all okay because he loves me too. And that's a real good feeling. I got to tell you, it's a really good feeling. And it's nice at my age to have that feeling because God help me if I had to do for myself yet what you have to do for yourself. You got some time. My clock's ticking. I mean, that's just the facts. My clock's ticking. So if I can't, enjoy, so to speak, my golden years at this point and really be glad to be me. Right. You know, then I'm fucked. At the, I, I haven't got time to fix it now. I haven't. I'm just, I'm, I was not, 
first, let me say thank you, Kelly Tate, for yeah, the email. Yeah, no shit, Kelly. <laughs> See what you started. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I we actually have a show planned out, but and this isn't it. Um, have we gone over our time, by the way? Yeah, we have. I figured we did. I got kind of wordy there. No, not not a problem. It was. <laughs> it was really deep. In fact, I, I don't even think I'm going to have to do something to just let everybody knows for this episode that this isn't going to be a standard episode. Yeah, no, this is not your average episode by any stretch. Um, and if and and if they don't want to listen to it, that's okay. So maybe I'll, I'll put it up as a special or something. Yeah, because we're not really doing this episode for the episode. Right. We're doing this because you need to hear these things. You planned that. You, you no, I didn't. I didn't at all, actually. I didn't. But, uh, like I said, you're like a son to me. And if I can't, if I can't tell you these things, I'm not, I'm not being a good mother to you. You know, that's what motherhood is about, or parenthood. You, you help your child learn how to live his life productively. That's what you do. And if I can't show you how a possibly good way to find yourself and learn to love yourself is I'm failing as a mother. It's 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 all novel. Well, I get that. I know you didn't have that when you were growing up, but you got it now. Okay? So there it is. You're the one that let me into your life. You saw it coming, whether you saw it coming or not. Okay? <laughs> you knew me... 11, 12 years ago, you knew pretty much what I was like then. I haven't changed that much. I've gotten older, a little bigger. I'm just as wordy and mouthy as I ever was. But I'm sharing things with you now that I didn't share with you then. I'm, right. I'm letting you in on some secrets here that I never let you know about before. Because you deserve them. If I didn't love you, I wouldn't tell you. I'd let you fuck it up all you wanted to on your own. <laughs> but I do. As a son, I love you. I want you to succeed in life. And to me, success is not how many things can you tick off that you did. That isn't success. That's true. That isn't. It's... And I know a lot of people who are sitting there in their chairs right now going, she's full of shit. It is, too. And I'm here to tell you, no, I'm not full of shit. That isn't success. Success is do you love yourself? Are you glad to be alive? Are you glad you got 36 more years to love yourself and be alive? And maybe more after that? That's being successful. The rest of it's horse shit. Just horse shit. Somebody else's idea of what is success. You don't want to live your life according to somebody else's idea of what's successful. That's true. Because they're just, they put on their fucking pants the same way you do, one leg at a time if they've got legs. And if they don't, they put them on some other way. But they just <laughs> put them on, okay? There's nobody in God's green earth that's capable or able to tell you how to live your life. No one. I don't care who they are. Me, your parents, your wife, your best friend. Nobody. It's in you. It's all in you. You're the one. 
So that's the good news. The bad news is you're the one. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <sighs> Maybe we ought to stop before people get sick of this. Um. Well, let's see. I... <laughs> Hit the mic again. It seems we like... are. We're <clears throat> to the to the listener as I I. I, because I've been dead focused on what Sadie's been saying. I looked up. Here's Lacey. There's Zoe. And then there's even Terry over here. And the clock has tucked. Has tucked. Tick, tock, tuck. We know when we're allowed to come out of our bedrooms. <laughs> you know, they know when the, the, the whole thing's supposed to be over. So it's over now, I guess. So again, thank you, Kelly, for your email that started all this nonsense. <laughs> Uh, I hope it's not nonsense. No, not at all. Uh, and, and I hope you enjoyed listening to it. If you didn't, then I hope you have sense enough to turn it off. But Do if something you, better with your time. But I was going to say, but <laughs> if you turn it off, if you're on Stitcher, make sure you give it a thumbs up or, or you down. Know, <laughs> preferably thumbs up. Preferably. And if you're on iTunes, give it a four to five star rating. Then you can turn it off. And, at any point and, uh, if you can, go to our, uh, website, click on comments, email us, let us know what you think. It's real easy to do. Because, wow, we really told them what we think, didn't we? Yeah, we, well, I told them what I think anyway. <laughs> you didn't have as much of a chance to say what the fuck you think, but I got to tonight, so. That's alright. I usually ramble at the mouth anyway. Yeah. We both do. All right, for this week, I am David K. Montoya. And I am Dr. S.C. <laughs> <laughs> and you heard what we think, so now you know. Come back next week, and I won't be whispering. Yeah. Good night. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A. Burbank Podcast. Or S.A. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Don't make it up. Let's actually make some. <laughs> and see, I came up with more. Google it. Not what we know, because we don't know shit.